And we're here. Big fucking deal. Oh. Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate with it. You're so happy and I'm cranky. It's like we well no we've that's switched. actually no that's not a switch at all. I'm always cranky. It's just sometimes you're not happy. That's but basically true. I'm consistent. I'm the one. I'm the flip-flopper. You're the fucking question mark. It's News- the comedy couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. The, the employed Dennis Hensley. Yes, thank you. Oh, yes. I have a mofo job. Thank you. Yeah, and it's it's a complicated quandary because it's I'm it's the cause of your joy and sort of why I'm kind of frustrated and upset. Which is? Well, it's just like, because I feel like I might be getting fucked a little. Right. But yet I'm also super glad that we both have jobs. Right. And there'll be a place for us to live. Right. But I'm very, I'm very not even conflicted, but I'm just, while I'm so thrilled to see you, how happy are you? Quantify for the podcast as um, how happy you are. Tell them what just happened. You mean? Oh, I forgot. I forgot to take my um, second. The effects are my second yeah. half of it, which I tend to do. Let's I not downplay that, please. Yeah. Shall well, I we? I forget to take the evening. Dennis sometimes. is so I don't ever happy. miss it, but sometimes I forget. To He's take so it. happy now. He sometimes forgets to take his antidepressants. Well. That's a I don't turnaround for- from just four or five podcasts ago. That's for sure. Yeah, yes. for sure. So, okay. So, so yeah. Meanwhile, I'm... So, anyway, well, let's catch people up. So, you've got okay. the job now on the new show on E! Yes. The um, Fashion Police, Weekly Fashion Police. Yes. With Joan Rivers and Juliana Rancic, and they don't know who else yet. Right. Uh, and I love I, that Khloe Kardashian is too hard to lock down. She's got too much going on. So many things. She's, she's got so, so much she's going on. She's such a busy man. Well, and it's the she, weird thing is, and you've been dealing with this for two years, is walking around E. They and do everything wrong. No, there. So far, it's fine with me. I, I don't have any had any problems yet or anything. Have you gotten your check? Have you gotten a paycheck yet? Not yet. But well, you might want to just save just a little bit of that optimism, right? right? But, like, I'm just saying, don't stop taking the second yeah. antidepressant. Yet. Don't go on one a day. But the, the all over the place are posters of reality assholes that are supposed to be like, the you know, like it would be like walking around MGM and there's pictures of Joan Crawford and Betty Davis. But it, it's fucking uh, small time assholes. The Cardassiholes. Yeah. And Ke- what's the Juliana name? and Bill. They're OK. And Niecy Nash. Yes. But. Uh, they're and, at least talented. Who's the Kimora Lee Simmons? Oof. Like Holly's World. It's like yeah. all these pictures, like they're iconic, and yeah. they're just maybe they had a sex. A tape. lot. There's a lot of pictures of Dina Lohan yeah. and Ali Lohan. Yeah, even though still. that show only ran for like six episodes, right? But it's kind of like there are deities. Yeah, and they're no, it, all it answers airbrushed. a lot of questions. Yeah, <laughs> it's just weird. Really? Like every time you turn a corner, you're like, oh, that asshole. Well, what do they and then do? you look at the posters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the people. That's not true because the people at E are the nicest. Yeah, they're everyone's really, really wonderful, nice. and they're all treated so poorly. It's surprising, but the, this the company just does. You know, God bless them. They just do everything wrong. We just. Uh, I'm not working this week, so we've had this whole Freaky Friday. We've had a Freaky Friday where happen, I get up and go to work, and I just lay here on the couch, and I'm you've been watching movies. Like I'm red boxing, like, and that's not even. You've been red boxing. You're not even going through your bootleggies. 
I've pretty much watched my bootleg. You By the some, way, you this, have Night and Day. I have to tell you, Night and Day was a decent movie. I want to watch it. It was enjoyable. I wanted to see it. When yeah, it, was out. it was. And Cameron Diaz is beautiful in it. And Good. I don't think of her as a gorgeous woman. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I've worked out with her. And this Dear John with the Channing Tatum and the Amanda Seyfried. Yeah. Charming. I Good. mean, I find both of them to have their charms. Sure. And. There's not much of a story to it, but it's. I enjoyed it. I only made it about 30 minutes through Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah. And then I turned that shit off. I wasn't into it. Some um, people thought it was profound. I wasn't that into it. Karate Kid just never grabbed me. I mean, it's. Yeah. I guess considering that Jaden Smith is like 11 or whatever yeah. he is, you know, it's kind of talented. But yeah, Night and Gay. Um, I, tr- I love you, Philip Morris. I, I can't got. believe you have that. And, That's but a rarity. The sound is all fucked up and I couldn't. You couldn't get through it? Yeah. Okay. Um, Splice is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Have you seen Splice? Yes, I saw it at the... Um... Uh, he fucks his alien It's the daughter. best sex scene in and a then, long time in a movie. And then she rape fucks her mother with her tail. Yes, it's it, so cool. I'm making it sound fun. I'm selling it like, oh, that's something people I should... laughed and laughed in that movie. But it's not the fun kind of laughing. I thought it was kind of fun and creepy. Okay. I like that you was... didn't... I like that it wasn't... You didn't really care about the human people. You just kind of wanted them to get what they were deserved because yeah. they were... Tail fucked? Of... You wanted to get tail raped? I wanted to get tail raped. And the sex scene with Adrian Brody, it was oh, like, it was wow, I yeah. can't believe they're doing that. I was into it. Well, I thought it was kind of creepy and fun, but I loved and surprising. I watched um, Kick Ass, which I enjoyed. Yeah, the little girl didn't swear enough for my money. No, they, all the made reviews such were a like, big deal about this girl that oh, swears. She's so and I'm like, but did, why do we talk about that kid in the with the green wetsuit and his uh, ma- magical ass? Yeah, he's. Why cute. aren't we talking about that? He's banging some old woman now. Apparently, good for him. And I married. hope so. And yeah. fucking deep and the sides. Yeah. Or something. And um, I'm in the process. I'm right now an hour and 43 minutes, it looks like, through Tyler Perry's I Can Do Bad All By Myself. Which is not true, because there's a lot of people doing bad in this movie. There are a lot of people helping him? Oh, my God. Yeah. But it's kind of like, know, hey, Medea... you, you're carrying a couch of bad. Do you need some? I got it. I got it. No, let me help you. Let me get a corner of that. My uh, fucking Medea... I've yeah. never seen a Medea film. I saw Medea goes to jail. My one Tyler Perry experience was The Family That Prays, which I loved. Remember, yeah. I cried. It's Kathy Bates and Alfie Woodard, and those yeah. are two home run, hit it out of the park actresses. Yeah. Um, this movie, not so much. I love the Taraji P Henson, but there's this 16 year old little black child who has the weight of the fucking world on her lower lip. Yeah. And it is just that lower lip sticks out so far. She literally is like a Fat Albert character. She's like the one with the trumpet on her head that goes like right. That's what she sort of looks like. I don't remember what that character looked like. He but... had a giant bottom lip, all right, okay. and he was painted brown except for the lips were bright pink. I mean, right. I'm trying not to sound like a total racist here, but just I've a had half racist, um, <laughs> three quarters, just whatever. A podcast listeners, <laughs> just keep in mind, Dennis is happy. All right, so one of us has got to entertain you, bitches. Ah, um, and so anyway, but yeah, I can, so I can do bad, but uh, it's got uh, Mary J. Blige looking. I believe the word is resplendent. She's cool looking in it, and I then. Like her. And Gladys Knight, one of my all-time favorites, looking, I mean, not only ridden hard, but put away wet. I mean, oh, really? Like, I really... thought you were going to say resplendent or good. No, I, I love her. Good. And I love that she's just an old black woman yeah. who has cracked yeah. and who didn't get a new face sewn on. Like, I like that she's like, yeah, I'm 70. And you know what I look? 70. Yeah. Like, I dig that. 
Um, I don't often you don't often think of like African American people getting crazy plastic surgery. Can we think of any older women that look like they've had crazy work done? No, I mean Diane Carroll has for sure had a number of. But we don't have any Priscilla Presley. She doesn't look. She doesn't look. We don't have any Melanie Griffith. She's not Blasian. Yeah, we don't have any. Yeah, I can't think of any. But anyway. Yeah, maybe Vivica A. Fox sometimes looks weird, but. Yeah. If that's look, if that's the weirdest that your race gets is Vivica A. Fox, <laughs> then you're pretty good. You're shape. winning. Yeah. You are you're winning that what about Dr. Frank Ryan in the car crash? I don't know who that is or what. He's the one that did all of Heidi's plastic surgeries. He's plastic surgeon to the stars. He did Sylvester Stallone's Heidi. facelift and Montag. Oh, okay. He was in a car crash? Yeah, dead. Dead, D E D, dead. Yesterday, this morning, Shoot, dead. Shoot, I did not know that. And he was, it was he and his dog, and they flew off the side of a mountain in oh Malibu and landed on the rocks and died. Literally, moments after he had tweeted a picture of the dog in the passenger seat of his car saying, like, here's Bitsy enjoying the view on oh. Malibu or whatever. And then, like, literally moments later, oh. they fly off. Oh, I know. My it's God. like the tweet. I feel like that's like that Final Destination film, yes. which I've never seen. But I feel like it's like you tweet and then you die. Like I know. Oh, I I really feel like it's it's too soon. Not for me, but for other people it's probably too soon. But I really feel like you tweet and you you tweet because I'm this is I, why. I think I hate is those so people. Dumb. Well, but it's like the it's worse than the Facebook posts. Oh yeah. Of like the people that are so fucking happy. Like probably like you've been doing. Probably like Mm-mm. off to my job at E. No, damn. Got a job. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like those people that are yeah. constantly with the gleeful, yeah. joyful oh, like the happiness, happiness updates. And it's like, oh yeah. fuck you twice. And but like you kind of want those people to fly off the side of a mountain. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I do. Yeah. And you the get dog. That, you get that tweet from him and you're like, I hope he flies off that mountain. <gasps> and then he does. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So it, it wasn't suicide. It was. It was he, not suicide. Because no. he tweeted. And I, and happened. many people have come to his, have been, you know, saying he was never, he never drank. He was never drugged. So they don't think it's going to be anything like that. Oh, so. I think he just was texting and but anyway i feel like i started this topic yeah yeah yeah, so anyway so e they what happened was you know you went in and you interviewed uh for this job because you had done such a stellar job filling in for me on the dish yes and ed boyd got me in there yeah and and he was like hey for a long time if uh the dish is gonna get canceled i think tony Tripoli would be you know really great on this fashion police show right if the dish is not gonna get canceled i think uh, Dennis Hensley would be really great on this fashion police show, right? So he sort of went to them with like these two options. And, oh, I didn't know that and, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just know he told me that I was going to go in. Right. There. And if, if, and it wasn't like, oh, if the dish had been canceled, Tony would have a job and Dennis wouldn't because it probably wouldn't both of us. Or there were four shows that he was asked to help consult on, consult on and staff and so on. Okay. So then you go in and then they love you, of course, because everybody does. And then. Oh my other employers week, have loved by, me. By by pure happenstance, I get called into that Joan Rivers thing, and she likes me and wants me on this fashion place thing. So now, I you know they say we that, you know Melissa and Joan offer me this job. Right. So then the network says there is no full time position. That's what they told you. And I'm like, well, that's funny because didn't Dennis just interview for one last week? And they go, well, okay, the, actually, yes, there is one, but. You're too important on the dish, and the numbers there are not good, so we can't let you leave the dish. I think that's what it is. They, they're afraid to let and you leave the dish. They so you, you have there. to split your time. And I said to him, I said, well, you know I can't buy a billboard, right? <laughs> and he was like, well, what does that mean? I go, well, the pe- 
me being on the dish is not going to increase viewership. Like that's not what the problem. The, the reason you don't have enough people watching the dish is because you don't advertise it like every other show. P.S. on your network because I can't get a, you can't be behind a bus in this city without being behind the Cardassian holes or Kimora or Niecy Nash or Julian and Bill. They're on every fucking bus stop in the city. Right. But never once has there been for two years we've been on the air without one poster, without one half page ad in Us Weekly. Nothing about the right. dish. So anyway, so that's my gripe. And um, so he says, well, we're really sorry. You who, are you, who are you talking to? The network executive. Okay. And so, um, that is. and so, but you know, so I was offered this job and then this network executive is basically like, I'm not under a contract. So I should be free to take any job that's offered to me. Right. And he's like, no, I need you to stay there. That's, and it was sort of like, I didn't really have a I mean, he was posing it like, I need you to do me this favor, but then we'll be able to have you there on Fashion Police full-time in January, whatever, whatever. Okay, so I kind of don't know if it's really going to happen that I will be there full-time in January. Right. Um, and I, so I'm feared that I'm getting screwed by a network executive that has no motivation to do what he said to me in a meeting. Right. You know what I mean? And network executives are not known for their honor. Right. right? Um, although he seems perfectly lovely, but we don't have a history together that I can bank on. He has right. no, you know, he hasn't, do you know what I'm saying? He has no, uh, th he hasn't earned any of that goodwill with me. It's not that he's done anything ever wrong, but it's right. like, I don't know you. So anyway, but I'm so, but it's great that you're there. Right. Cause I would have, cause then if you'd gone to fashion place, then, maybe then you would have been at the dish. dish so you were getting a job out of it either way. Right. Um, but, you know, what I did say was I don't think it's good for Dennis and I to be on the same show and live together and work together all day. Yeah, and do please, the podcast. And the podcast. Like, please put us on different shows. You know what I mean? Like, that's just – and so now it looks like come January we might both – we might be on the same show. Do they, well, and they don't know if the dish is going to come back? Who knows? But right. they're now – they're telling me they're phasing me out at the dish. Okay. Um, but I just don't know that I can believe them. And then I, so now I feel like I have to ask for more, for more money. Like yeah. if I'm so important that I can't leave the dish, I should have a raise. Yeah. Because you're, you're starting at E at what it took me two years to work up to. Really? Your starting pay is what I'm just now getting after two years. So maybe I deserve a little bump in pay. Yeah. That's some BS. If I'm so, and you're getting paid more to go and do so the important. fashion police. Too, yeah, right? but that's a separate job. Right, right, right. And they're right, acting they're... like, but you got this raise to write jokes for Joe, and I go, no, working, I'm doing part-time work yeah. on the side. Just like if I also went and worked at a restaurant at night when yeah. I'm not here, yeah, that wouldn't be a raise that you're giving me. That would right. be me also not doing more fun stuff in my right. life because I have another job. Like, right, whatever. So you know, they're that they just do everything poorly that well, is the deal and so now i'm where i feel like i'm getting screwed um but i'm also you know very happy to have the joan rivers thing and some yes. little more money coming in and you've got money coming in and so yes. whatever i mean it's they're good problems to have i guess what's on your post-it well i want to talk about my first day of work um the boss's name is lisa i like her very much yeah and uh she said she was cool she was like you know, I don't care when you come in, when you leave, as long as everything gets done. Like, that's, she's not... Yeah, that's like the e-policy. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, which is awesome. And uh, so my first day of work, I went to spin first, and then I was going to go into work. So yeah. I was one of the people that went to the gym with my button-down shirt on a hanger. Wow. Wow. 
I've always wanted to You're be that guy, assholes, right? Huh? And I got my hanger and I've got my thing and I'm gonna I take my spinning class and then I'm gonna I, I can't do the full stretch because I gotta go to work. And so I go to work <laughs> and I forget everything, but I forgot underwear. Yes. So it I happens my all the first time. day at work, commando. Good. I was free balling it. Yes, you were at work. My and first day. Why not? Welcome Maybe to every e. day. Thanks. Now. I'm free balling. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. How do That's... you let me now? My balls. How do you let my balls now? <laughs> so I These had to balls do that. Have a job. Yeah, they have jobs. And they, uh, yeah, so that was they're a, a swinging fun low, and they're getting paid in yeah. three or four months. So the first two days, very mellow so far. We're just getting up and running, getting the computer stuff going, yeah. coming up with ideas. Um, so people seem nice, and I'm kind of. Like, people, they just assign you a cubicle somewhere, and it's not always close to the people you're working with. So yeah. I was by some E True Hollywood story people. Oh, and shit. yesterday, no, somebody got promoted that somebody didn't think should be promoted, <laughs> so there was a lot of this going on in one of the cubicles. Can you fucking believe that? Should you believe it? I've been here for so fucking long, and I can't even believe it. Oh, my it. God. It's like, it's basically it the first ten minutes of this podcast. <laughs> God damn it. But in a softer voice. But they were the that twist is they were whispering. Tone. Yeah, they were a little more fuck. Yeah. yeah you, Sorry, you, you, America. Much easier to tune out. Um so here's my post-it. I forgot to talk about my hot air balloon ride when I was in Phoenix. Really? Is how good a story is this? I'll I'll just break down the highlight. Okay. Okay. You have to get up at four forty five to get picked up to go I'm to out. the hot air balloon, right? And I've always wanted a hot air balloon ride. When I Why? wrote because when because, I is it because of the song, really? Um, what song? Up, up and away. Yes. I just always wanted to do it. I thought it would be beautiful and peaceful up there. Have you ever done it? Have you ever no, not wanted to do it? No. To me, it seems like it's incredibly loud and cramped and too close to people, and you're in a basket. With I don't want to be in a bat. Wait a minute. <laughs> hadn't thought this through you stand there and there's food because you know i couldn't eat on on land <laughs> <laughs> so i've always wanted to i wrote an uh, article to, for 2009 my new year's travel revolu- resolutions when i had that job for out traveler one of the 10 jobs i lost in mm-hmm. 2009 Hooray. um and one of them was. Did you wear to, underwear at that job? I Maybe did. that was the problem. <laughs> Maybe that's what's been holding I, you back. I should have been going commando all along. So one of my New Year's resolutions was to ride a hot air balloon, and I didn't do it in 2009, but I did it this year. So I go there and I have my iPod shuffle on, and we're driving out to North Phoenix. It's the crack of ass, and I'm listening to like John Mar- John uh, Mayer, Jason Mass, whatever. We pull up to the point where the basket is, mm-hmm. and that you could see like the balloon, and they're gonna fill it up, and it's like. Something has changed within me. Something is not the same. It's time I tried to find gravity. Bag. I'm trying oh, to Jesus. hide defying. That is seriously so... right when we pulled in. It was defying gravity. Well, gonna bring me down. So, yeah. like, as you as you left. crashes into the mountain. See, now I want you to be that asshole that falls off the side of the mountain. Tweeting. Now. Hey, listen, everyone, it's defying gravity. Defying ah! gravity, and I'm in a mountain balloon. Isn't this the greatest thing in the... Yeah. So, I, it, it's loud, and then when they cut off the thing, and you just think it's very peaceful and quiet. It was kind of boring, but it, it was fun. Like it, it was cool. Be, I, I realized a dream, and I had a... There's a so little of that last Jesus gift on my iPod shuffle. A little song that said something. Okay. It's yeah. 
Um, mismatch game this weekend, the 20th through the 22nd. If you're in L.A., please come out. Wait. Tony's doing all three shows. I want to just read this email that I already read to you last week. Uh, oh, fuck, I don't want to hear this. Really? I'll make it quick. No, it's just painful. It just. Hi, Dennis. Me and my friends have been coming and enjoying your mismatch, mismatch game for a few years now, and I just wanted to send a quick note thanking you for starting it all. Hmm, I'm intrigued. Read on. You see, today is me and my husband's second anniversary. Registered domestic partner, and now that Prop 8 is overturned, we're getting married as soon as the ban is lifted. Yeah, They well. better fall off fucking mountain <laughs> before the end of this email, otherwise. We met in line at the Gay and Lesbian Center two years ago for the mismatch game. Well, actually, the sentence reads this way, if I'm going to do that SIC spelling is correct. We met in line and the Gay and Lesbian Center in line Two years ago for the mismatch game. They're so in love. They fucked during that. He's too joy. He's too joyful. He's too joy to He doesn't have time to spell check. No. You get the point. No. You have no one. Yeah. And I'm going to get married. Yeah. But we're going to come see your show again. I just wanted you to know that if it wasn't for mismatch games, we most likely would not have met. So thank you for making our match happen. Love and glitter. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, it's charity work, but. God, I didn't know charity work was going to be so hard. I know. <laughs> well, you know, people. I met my ex at that mismatch game. Yeah. That thing, you know. So there's <laughs> your face. I've never Tony, met- we haven't discussed. Did you have your dinner with Eric? Uh, He canceled. Oh fuck it! Do we not? You don't know. You don't know the reason no. why. No, I don't know any of this. Okay, here's the Eric update. I was thinking I... about because I went through my whole Facebook to invite mismatch people, and I didn't. You know, I was like, "Fuck no!" And I was like, "Oh fuck, I don't know the we update." We were supposed to. I had my uh, reunion with the former boyfriend, <laughs> who is very, very happily married, and we had, and it was a really, really nice evening. And, yes, and um, you know, and he's just terrific and it was really nice to sit there um and but you know he then after the dinner was like okay we can't really spend time together because there's still some feelings there yeah. and it's not you know which i totally get yeah so okay I'm so stopping in the name of love he's dead to me now again like you know what I mean? i'm dead to him i guess yeah. so that one's back we're back to fucking radio silence now then um from that, I had the idea that I should email Eric and offer to sit and have dinner and let's just clear the air and get back to the the good part so we can at least, you know. And um, he was like, yeah, we were going to do it on, uh, uh, I think, on Tuesday night. And then he was like, actually, I'm in a kickball tournament Ugh. that night. So can we change it? And I was like, oh, okay. Like, really, I don't rank higher than a fucking kickball match thing whatever don't you want to kick a ball at his head whatever and so that kind of hurt a little but i was like sure and then it was like okay so wednesday whatever we're gonna do this other night and then the day before he sends an email and says look the guy that i've been dating is really uncomfortable with me going to have dinner with you and i feel like i need to honor his feelings so um the last few days have just been really a roller coaster for me so can we just revisit this at a later date and I just wrote back, okie dokie. Um, I just wanted to not think you're an asshole anymore. And, you know, was hoping, but whatever, it's fine. Mind you, this guy that he is dating, you know, whatever, I knew nothing about, of course. But uh, I had just um, run into Eric on Grinder days before that. 
So I don't know how serious this relationship could be if he's out, you grinding. know, on grind. Yeah, grinding. And I know everyone says, well, I was just looking, but let's be honest. He probably, you know, given the history, he, so whatever. Wow. So again, you know why? It's because he's not a good person. Oh yeah, everyone keeps telling me that and I refuse to hear it. So I unfriended him from Facebook. Good. We're no longer Facebook friends and I've just kind of really do feel like I closed the book on that. You know what? You gave a it a shot and... and you got an answer. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't the kind of closure yeah, you wanted. I just, but I can't it... keep. So, um, but also I have to say that the, um, the P-Town guy, you know. Is coming back. Really kind of was impactful in that regard. Um, I spending time with him made me remember what it feels like to spend time with someone who you can imagine spending the rest of your life with. Right. And I've been going on a whole lot of dates since Eric, but I never felt like I could spend the rest of my life with any of those people. Right. Um, through no fault of theirs. I don't mean it that to yeah, sound yeah. like they were, no, you know what I mean? But there's that magical don't. thing that happens right. with right, two right. people where the, and then, you know, you get to know them better and you realize, Oh God, we could never spend, t you know what I mean? Or whatever. Most right, of the time right, right. it's not going to work out, but, um, and he's just great. And he's coming and back then again. He was here two weekends ago. We put him and, right through the Hollywood and had him. We had such an incredible weekend here. And yeah, he's just really What's it like at the end of that weekend. Is it like, that was so great. I'm so glad. Or does it hurt? The first time, um, I really wasn't feeling sadness. The first time, it, the first time that he left last week, two weeks ago when he was here. Right. It was a little sad leaving him in P town. Cause I didn't know if he was real. He was like, I promise I'll come to LA. Okay. And I was like, I don't know if I could believe him. Okay. Because, you know, you want to believe him. Yeah, but then, then things happen. you know, a month later, he's like, okay, how about this weekend? Right. And picks the weekend. And I was like, that's great. And he showed up and, and it was amazing. Yeah, I love him. And he was a little sad to leave. A little more sad to leave than I was. I was just so happy that the weekend was so... Everything just lined up and I really felt something, you know, profound mm -hmm. for him. And... um. And yeah, and so we've talked, and so yeah, he's coming back again. He really was like, I wanted to be there. I want to see mismatch, and I have, you know, he can fly for almost nothing. Good. It's like eighty dollars or something is what it costs him to fly standby because I guess on United, if you're not married, you can assign assign your spousal travel benefits oh, to anyone you want. And so he has a really close friend who works for United and. Nice. Isn't married. And he's so, coming in on Saturday? So, yeah. So, he's going to be here Saturday and Sunday, and then leave Monday morning. Sweet. Yeah. But there, there's um, a little hitch, a glitch. Because I went um, last Monday to – it was time to get the HIV test again. You know, it's like every six months or whatever. And I go to the place that I always go, and they have this whole new – menu that they give you like this whole thing like what do you want the full treatment or whatever it's like the car wash like do you want the supreme do you want the air freshener right and so i was like well yeah let's you know do everything i guess they give me um a cup to pee in and this big long q-tip that's like a foot long that you stick up your butthole and then you have to spin it around five to seven times and i'm like why not just say six say six spin it around six times but they give you a little 
leeway with sure. your ass play, I guess. Five yeah. to seven. Big whatever bucks, gets... no whammies. No whammies. And then um, they do a throat swab, and then they do – now it's not – you know how they used to put the, like, the fake toothbrush in your mouth and scrape mm-hmm. your gums to the AIDS test? Well, now it's a finger prick, and it's they have the results in like five minutes, and – and then they also did draw a ton of blood. So we get the whole deal and everything, you know, is neg- negative as, you know, as expected. Um, and then they call me Monday, day before y- yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. I get a call from them and they're like, um, we don't want you to be alarmed. One of the tests came back, not positive, but just abnormal. There's a lot of things it could mean, but the doctor just wants to talk to you. And this is just like a receptionist who can't really say more than that. Right. So I have to go back there, and she won't say what test. So, of course, I think, oh, my God, here, you know, the comic that's like, I can do AIDS jokes. What? It's Now it's like, oh, God, here's my fucking payback, right? You know that's what you're thinking right now. Well, no, I wasn't thinking. And then I fell I off the side of the mountain. I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking some other thing. And so. Because I know what you do or don't do. Right. So, so I, I go. I, yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> so does everyone listening. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, only, the basically that Q-tip up my butt yeah. five to seven times. Yeah, I was, was like, how do you feel about two times? <laughs> but you can't, you know, you can't negotiate them. Anyway. Not, no dinner? And so um, what had happened was. Sit on this swab. The blow, the blood work all came back negative, which okay. basically overrides everything. But right. the throat swab, came, which is for. I guess gonorrhea or chlamydia or a bunch of things. I don't know. Anyway, it's for the throat swab. Gone, it, they basically said you may have some gonorrhea in your throat, and I was like, um, I don't. I'm not comfortable with may have. There might be, maybe. Uh, like, tell me this needs to be a yes or no. Well, and they're like, here's the bottom line: the swab came back. It could just be a been a bad swab. That those happen. There's a certain percentage of these tests that just don't work right. It could have been that because it didn't read as a positive. It just read as a abnormal. Right. And um, so your blood work says you don't have anything. There's no gonorrhea in your blood. And, you know, your urine was fine and there was nothing in your butt. And the blood is fine. But this throat swab did. So there's a small, small percentage that you may have gonorrhea in your throat. And the test is more expensive than the injection. So we just want to give you the gonorrhea medicine. We're just going to give you this shot and then you're fine. And then literally 24 hours later, anything that's in you is dead. But I'm like, cause I've never had an STD before. And now did you know that they're not called STDs? Now they're called STIs. Sexually transmitted investigation. Infection. Oh, okay. Infection. Because I guess disease <clears throat> is too negative. They have to lighten permanent. it. Yeah, so now can, it's an STI. You can link. Right, so you whatever. Can lick, so to speak. So <clears throat> I had to get this shot yesterday, and then I have to call. You have to call the people that you've had sex with. Right. So there's, there my there's the P Town superhero. Right. And then there's the Mexican. Right. Because I've been seeing this Mexican guy. Right. And those are the only two people that I've been in this very large window. I mean, you know, it's. So now I'm trying to explain to the Mexican gonorrhea (laughs) with his very limited English and my zero Spanish. So I don't know. At one point, I think he thought that I had a crocodile in my mouth (laughs) or an alligator. And so I was like, Los Clinica, you have to go to the clinic. And then I think he thought 
that I had given him AIDS. Like, I don't even know. It was a, that was a very dodgy conversation. Where were you? On the teacups? I hope not. <laughs> and um, You're in line at Big Thunder Mountain Railroad? Because we went to Disneyland on Sunday. Yeah. No, this was after. The day after, we had this great day at Disneyland because he had never been to Disneyland. And so I, you know, went to Disneyland for his very first time, and that was really nice. But then, so then I spoke with the P-Town boyfriend tonight, and he was, but the thing is, Basically, if there was any gonorrhea in my throat, it came from either it came from one of their dicks. Right. So it's not even like, oh, I'm calling you because I'm embarrassed. I might have given you something. It's really more like you may have put something in my throat, but probably you didn't because the test just came back abnormal and there's nothing in my blood. And but the doctor said there's a small chance that it could be that it's just so recent, like in the past two weeks, that it hasn't really gotten in your bloodstream yet, but it's still in your mouth. And I was like, doctor, this is a lot of hypotheticals and maybes and possibilities. Isn't this a science we're dealing with? Like, what's with all these theories that you have, yeah. right? So Boy, that whatever. would have been some tweet. I wish you had tweeted about that. And then fallen off a mountain. So I had to have that <clears throat> uncomfortable conversation. And, of course, they were both adults about it. And nobody was – because I had the one guy call me a year ago and say – you gave me, I don't know what he thought it was, chlamydia or gonorrhea or one of them. And I was like, I don't think so. And he was like, yeah, you did because you did because the head of your dick touched my butthole and I have it in my ass. And I was like, no, we used a condom and no, we didn't do any and I don't have anything. And then he was like, yeah, I had, it has to be you. And then I went and got tested and the doctor was like, you don't have anything. And I had to call the guy back and be like, dude, it wasn't me. I know you're insisting it was me, but it wasn't. So that was like the closest. But anyway. Wow. So, well, that won't affect <clears throat> my throat. I have a little gonorrhea in my throat. Sorry. <clears throat> <clears throat> throat> I've got a little Possibly. strategy, too. So, but it won't affect your time with him. No. Even if I had gonorrhea, she says after the shot, 24 to 48 hours, you're not even contagious anymore. Right. Okay. But by the weekend, you're good to go. So, you know, he's going to go to the clinic. And if he hasn't, if it was him that had, or if I got it from someone else and gave it to whatever. The point is... It's on you're, for this weekend. Yeah, it's it's on for this weekend, and you're going to lick whatever this is. <laughs> or isn't, as the case may be. Boy, I don't have anything as good as that on here. <laughs> uh, on my thing. Dennis, you have a job, and you don't wear underwear I, anymore. I, I, I freeballed. Um, I want to talk about... Okay, the other night, I had a date with a fella, and we watched this... Um, I ended up... I, I saw a pirated version. I feel so bad after all the times I've been criticizing you yeah of Sondheim on Sondheim the musical uh-huh and I didn't know if it was like a rehearsal tape or something that somebody had no it was somebody it clearly looked like it was a camera in a backpack like whatever it was you oh know oh my god didn't that give you vertigo didn't well make you... once it settled down at a certain point but the overture was jumpy mm-hmm. but here's the takeaway Vanessa Williams is still all those things that we love to make fun oh. of when we first met the very first night we met with was... interest yes yeah She's ugly. Betty did not help. No, she is very beautiful and very talented, but and will tell you so. And her whole thing is she's so her biggest fear is that people won't get that she can do all these things. Like <laughs> she is so hell bent on being her epitaph should say Vanessa Williams, nineteen sixty four to nineteen whatever. Here lies. Tri- I love that it's Here nineteen. Li- yeah, yeah, it's not even the two thousand. You killed her off already. Yeah, exactly. T- tweeting. Uh, Here lies a true triple threat. Like that's yeah. her thing. 
So no, she's gonna have more than one headstone. Yeah, <laughs> this is my actress headstone. <laughs> this is my singer headstone. <clears throat> this is my dance. Yes. This is my headstone for the dance. Because when we met, we were watching this um, music video collection I had of the right stuff. It's and how the love began. Dennis. It's how the love be- between us began. And Vanessa, the videos are fun, and we love the music and whatever. But her interviews in between were like. Very, a little bit uh, full of myself. I went to Syracuse University. I've always wanted to be a triple threat, you know, like Barbara Streisand. Like singer, dance, and act. Bette Midler. So here's my first video. It's slamming. It's, really it's the rocking. right stuff. I hope you love it. I'm sure yeah. you will. Everyone does. It's that it's really sort great. of. <laughs> it's better than yours. And she's still like that. Oh, so, God. Now she doesn't even mumble it. No. Now, now she's like, that I said, had a fart earlier today <laughs> and gold dust came out. That said, she's so beautiful. Yeah. She sings so good. Yeah. She acts so good. She's a fucking star. But it's a it's a review. She's almost everything she says she she's is. She's almost everything she says she is. Damn. I know. But um, it's a review, so there's not a lot of choreography or whatever. But out of nowhere, there's this Sondheim number that's kind of vampy or whatever. And oh, yeah. she ends that up doing one. a full number, stripping down to a fucking teddy. Yes, yeah, she does. And she's like, I... 54 uh, years old or some shit like that, <laughs> for, right? We're going to need another headstone. Oh, God. Rock and bod. Yeah, don't forget. <laughs> don't forget. Don't forget. Yeah. That's her deal. That's don't her... Don't I can do... Yeah. That's her, Um, you know... Um, Inner monologue. I, I had to he. What is it? Hope to he. Hope to he. That's her hope to he. Yeah. Is don't forget. I had to he. And don't forget. Yeah. And don't, don't forget, forget gorgeous. Just, but yeah. Oh, but don't forget these. Don't forget these gams. Yeah. And the other thing was the the show is fascinating because Sondheim is interviewed on video screens throughout, so it's all stories from his life. His uh, he was an only child. His parents split up. Mm. Not a great relationship with his mom. He was taken in by Oscar Hammerstein Sr., kind of like that. He became his family and his mentor, and that shaped everything. And his mother later on had open-heart surgery and wrote him a note saying that the only regret she ever had in her life was giving birth. Can you fucking believe that shit? And he's already Sondheim. I'm I'm clinking some ice in a glass. He's already Sondheim. He's already done shit. He's already done all this stuff. And basically she said, God damn, I wish I hadn't had you. I, can you imagine being like that's intense shit? That really is. That explains a lot of the Bobby Beebe, Bobby Booby. I hate that that's, fucking shit. I hate that so much, Dennis. <laughs> I don't like in musicals where everyone sings at the same time and you're supposed to think it's beautiful. Beebe. Bobby Beebe. Bobby. Beebe Bobby. I have a. Um... But there were some beautiful songs and it was interesting and, and pirated, so I can't make fun of Betty anymore. What do you got? Um, We have an email. Entitled Uncool Cum Drenched Sheets. Now, you might remember the um, Uncool Gym photo yes. email. There was a fourth word in it. I don't remember what it was. Um, however, it then says just kidding. Oh, okay. So this is right a, out the gate. This it's is friendly. A cool, it's friendly fire. This is a cool listener, Jeremy, who the PPS is you have standing permission to read anything that I write you. Okay, good. Which I just love that. He also wants us to know that he sings and dances and acts and has gorgeous <laughs> legs and went to Syracuse, New York. Yeah. Uh, wait, hey, hi, this is Jeremy. Yeah. Um, I can sing and dance and act. Baby. I'm kind of glad I didn't win the Emmy because it makes you keeps you hungry. Jimmy, baby. I'm a- <laughs> Jeremy, me, baby. Baby. Um, Swiggy. <laughs> So anyway, um, this is Jeremy's Uncool Cum Drenched Sheets okay. email, dated Friday, August 13th. All right. Tony and Dennis. So Tony's at it again. On Friday, I was driving my 17-year-old daughter to the airport for her trip to see the Mormon relatives in Utah. 
I thought that the Comedy Couch podcast would be a perfect send-off. Has he been listening? What the hell? I we're, We are taking no responsibility for this. Yeah, no. Please. Then he goes on. Perhaps I thought the chaps would, would engage in some witty repartee about the gay marriage decision, or Tony would deploy his wicked wit to the recent goings-on with Lindsay. I checked my iPhone, and to my amazement, a new episode appeared. It'll all come out in the wash. <laughs> hmm, interesting title. Maybe the one of the boys had a wild escapade at a laundromat. We loaded into the car, and I used the word loaded advisedly, and I fired up the podcast. Now, And I just lost custody. <laughs> We and that was the last time I, I saw have so, my daughter. Yeah. Um. Now we have a lot of gay friends, many of them young, is, and most is Jeremy of them, straight? most of them prone to lavishness. Okay. Hell, my daughter had her fourteenth birthday party at the Abbey, but then in parentheses afternoon only. Okay. I love that. Shit. That's it. Was just it That's, was just uh, his daughter and Liz Taylor. Um, she's seen and, and heard almost everything. Listening to Tony boast about his sheets, a wash and calm, was, however, too much for a father-daughter trip to the airport. <laughs> Thank God for Pandora. Keep up the good work. Um, P.S. The two best lines of the podcast. Tony deadpanning about Aaron, Ellen's multiple jobs. Well, she's making hay while the sun shines. And Tony's line, it's like trying to outfuck a Puerto Rican. <laughs> Sorry, Dennis, but Tony was on fire. Maybe Ms. Rivers has inspired him. So uh, thanks to you. Still no darling, race. Darling, darling. Still no race. Yeah, nothing for it, but appreciate just another compliment that means nothing. Thank you. Movies and more. Um, People understand what movies and more means oh, now, which I love. He hoped to heed in this email. And my boss has hoped to heed. My boss is going to get an email tomorrow from me asking for more money. Good. I'm going to GD do it. Ask for what you want. That's yes. what you got to do. I've tried to do that too. Um, I'm going to take a picture of the message with hope to heed. I already did take the message, the hope to heed picture of my phone. Yeah. And put it on my Facebook page under profile pics. Okay. So if you want to see the actual message, because it's pretty funny to see the visual. I have to admit. Um, let me see what else I got. Um, oh, re I have a retard update. Oh, fantastic. Um, I've gotten a couple more messages from him okay. where he says, Hi, Toner. Hi. <laughs> I just want, I want to suck your dick. I'll suck your dick. I want to suck your dick. And so, Does he literally leave that on the machine? Yeah, I, you can play them. They're so quiet, I can't even play it on the podcast. I wish that I... But, you need subtitles. Um, he was supposed to be here sucking my dick uh, today, actually. Tuesday. Yeah, today. Um, was supposed to be in town Tuesday. And so as of last week, it was like, okay, well, I'll be off all next week. So Tuesday, great. We can finally meet. Because everyone at work is like, there's no way that's the guy in the pictures. Because the pictures are so gorgeous. Right. And the, everyone at work has heard the the voicemail. Yeah. And they all agree he's for sure It's a night mentally... listener situation. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, we don't care about the Mexican or the P-Town boyfriend or the potential gonorrhea in your throat. You've got to fucking follow through on this for us. Yeah. For the boring married straight people. We want to know. Even Danielle Fischel, who's in Hawaii this week, is like, yeah. okay, I will expect an email on Wednesday. I yeah. want to know if he really was retarded because they all think it's not the guy in the pictures. Right. Well, once again, he's disappeared. Never heard from him yesterday or today or anything oh, over the weekend. Shit. So 
<laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where he is, but what the deal is. So yeah, Flaky McFlake. Flaky McFlake. He, I hope to he. <laughs> um, so okay, go ahead. Um. So I've had a few dates with a fella who's who's very nice. And then this is the one that's crazy about you, but that you are not sure that you can be your 100% authentic self. No, 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 no. This one, that's, that was a hypothetical situation. (laughs) It's not hypothetical. It happened, but no, but yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, very nice. People can be amazing people getting to know somebody. And do you know what I mean? Sometimes. Yeah. So look who you're talking to. I know. Yes. Um, But lovely and nice. And, um, but, but you um, feel like he likes you. Yes. He does like me. I think he likes me. That's great. And he you... likes me. He wants to suck your <laughs> I want to suck your dick. I can do bad all by myself. <laughs> I don't know why I can do bad all by myself is the best fucking title it's of so a movie. It's so dumb. It, I don't even know what And now that I've seen most of it, it still makes it no have, more sense. I've only seen one Tyler Perry movie. Mary J. I, Blige sings the song yeah. called I Can Do Bad All By Myself to the camera, and I still don't understand what she's talking about. It still makes no sense. Yeah, I don't know. Tyler Medea Perry's movie is... Medea is a bullshit character, too. Like... She's all over the map. Have you seen Medea in a movie? Is no, she in this she's one? She's in this one, which oh, I wasn't right. expecting. I would have never have rented it if I thought Medea was going to be in I it. I enjoyed the Medea. But then the, the movie I saw that was She Marie, hates kids, which I like. Medea goes to jail. She yeah. hates kids. She's, she's salty. That I like. And then it's Medea funny comedy and then cut to like street pimp uh, – Overdose, Crack suicide. Like, yeah. It's the herky-jerkiest tone. fart jokes. I'm going to hit you so hard. Yeah. It's like Gene Wilder. Hello. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. It, but Do you know what it is? It. It's like that, um, the day the clown cried or whatever, that legendary Jerry Lewis film where he was the clown in Auschwitz that no one's ever seen. No. It's that like, sounds like life is beautiful. No. no, but you know, he made like, he made no. with all his own. You don't know this story? No. It's like a true thing. He made Alonzo. Fucking email us because yeah. I know you've got the details on this. Right. But he, Jerry Lewis, bankrolled this film himself. Right. I think he wrote and directed it and starred in it as a clown in Auschwitz who tried to entertain the people on the way into the gas chamber, like to as his, to do his part. And it was going to be like Jerry Lewis's like crowning achievement. And then the studio was like, "This is so fucking hilarious and horrible." We it can never and you can never and see I the guess light of day. it was he was so heartbroken that he bought every copy of the film or because this is you know film celluloid yeah and so some people you know claim to have a friend who has a copy of it like on DVD or something but it's I've like that never Barbara and porn it's legendary like that although it for sure exists but the Jerry Lewis estate may actually have all the copies. Wow. But yeah, and I think it's called The Day the Clown Cried. Okay. I think that's what it's called. That makes all sense. Right. So podcast listeners, that's weigh in on step it. Step on it. Uh so yeah. But then there's another there's another contender. Uh, another date person. Yes. Okay. Who I had a coffee date with that ended up being three hours. Oh my god. It goodness. turned into lunch. And uh, funny, 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 and fun. And we're going to have Dairy Queen blizzards because what? we both like them. And we did this a lot to each other. 
You oh, so you already had blizzards? No, no, we just pantomimed them. We pan We you, talked about our love the, for blizzards. They can't see what you're doing. We're doing the. You know when they the show gesture, you a blizzard, what, they turn it upside down to prove that it defies gravity. It's time that I don't do it, you faggot. <laughs> All right, I Wikipedia it. The day the clown cried. Okay. Directed by Jerry Lewis. Uh, written by co-written by Jerry Lewis, starring Jerry Lewis and Harriet Anderson. Uh, Boy, is killed an, that career. It's an unfinished and unreleased 1972 film directed by and starring Jerry Lewis, based on a scriptment of the same name by Joan O'Brien, who had co-written the original script with Charles Denton ten years prior. The film was met with controversy regarding it, regarding its premise and content, which features a circus clown who is imprisoned in a Nazi camp. The Day the Clown Cried has become somewhat infamous among film historians and movie buffs as a film that has never never officially been released. Wow. So I pretty much had that you right. You nailed it, Tony. I'm impressed. I'm surprised, considering I've been drinking. Jerry yeah. Lewis plays a washed-up German circus clown named Helmut Dork. Oh, shit. During the beginning of World War II and Holocaust. Although he was once a famous performer who toured America and Europe with Ringling Brothers, Dork is now past his prime and receives little respect. After getting demoted for causing an accidental mishap during one performance, he shares his problems with the wife who advises him to stand up for himself. Before he can summon the courage to defend himself, he overhears the lead clown, Gustav, telling the ringmaster to fire Helmet or else he will resign, to which the showman reluctantly agrees. Oh, my God. I mean, it literally goes on and on and on. But it's then he's in a Nazi camp and he uh, eventually it is used in Pied Piper fashion to help lead the Jewish children to their death in the gas chamber. See, I had all this right. Wow. I want to so, see that. I know. Can Betty get that? See, talk to Betty. Oh, God, I wish. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see you try to explain that to Betty. Or gonorrhea. Yeah. Even. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> um, we've been on here a long time. So I have a, I'm having a blizzard outing with this person. And again, I'm not sure if it's a date or whatever. But Wait um, a minute. Wait, yeah. a, wait a GD <sighs> minute. If you had a coffee date for three hours, yeah. by the end of it, no one was inside anyone? No. I don't move that fast. Well, maybe you should have some gonorrhea in your throat. I should. Possibly. I need maybe to step some it of up. your tests should just come back as abnormal. Yes. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then, I, then I will know. So, but you the... think, uh, come on. Well, three I, hours. I know. I thought really clickety click. That has to be. <clears throat> but youngity young. He's a twa. <sighs> Look, the Mexican is a twa. Yeah. And he's also an illegal twa. <laughs> so, and he has no car and he lives in Fontana. Which yeah. for everyone outside of LA is about an hour from here, and he has to take the fucking train, and I have to pick him up at Union Station. When what's we, how what's the Tejano version of My Baby Takes the Morning Train? Oh my! He I, so, works from nine oh till God. five. So anyway, um, but uh, so we will explore this other possibility. Well, I think that's great. Yes, and he's funny and fun. Yeah, and can you be your authentic <clears throat> self? Yes. I mean, well, you know, you just talk like you normally talk and you joke. You just don't and... mention the Cosby show. Yeah. No, what? Well, I mean, he wouldn't, he's he wouldn't never know heard that. Of he's it. too young. He's actually very hip. You say something we about did, We did 45 Charles minutes. Charles in charge, and he's like, huh? We did 45 minutes on the, uh, on the burlesque trailer. Well, right? Yeah. Who can't? <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. So um, that burlesque trailer is we didn't talk about it on the last podcast. No, it's the reason to go on. If I hadn't found a job, I'd still hang on. 
through Thanksgiving to see burlesque. And the thing is, <clears throat> everything they release is just worse than the first thing. Yeah, that, that, we're getting the best. That number that Christina Aguilera does. I've in only the seen the one when trailer. It's closed. Oh, there's another song that's been released. It's a full song. Oh shit. Where she closes up this diner she's working waitressing in. Yeah. That just has a stage. A jukebox and a stage. Sure. And, and then she puts, she puts nickels, a nickel in the jukebox. Yeah. And a song starts playing with no vocal track. It's just one of those well, karaoke, karaoke 45s jukebox. that yes. they used to have that were so popular. Yeah. That even though it's modern day, but it's a jukebox and it's a diner. And yeah. Not, nothing makes sense. Right. And, but I just love when Cher says, when you're doing your makeup, it's like a work of art. Yeah. But instead of a canvas, it's your face. face. Like, come on. I know. That's kind of that like when you close your eyes, you can see the music. I can't wait. I can't wait. That's like dancing ain't fucking. Yeah. Dancing ain't fucking know me. I like um, the the plot is this, you know, small town girl comes to Hollywood and halfway through. And meets Cher. And meets Cher and halfway through the movie <laughs> discovers she's actually Christina Aguilera. And yeah. starts going riffing like crazy, and didn't never occur to her this, before. This small town terrible person, <clears throat> yeah. moves to L.A., meets Cher, and realizes she can be a terrible person here, <laughs> yeah, and make um, money at it. So, um, yeah. So there's that. Let me look at my other thing. Well, my we need to start. We need to wrap it up. About wrapping things. We up. are. We're going to. Oh, do you know? Do you ever listen to Stephanie Miller? No, but I'm glad that she eats pussy. She came out because now we don't have to. Yeah. Here's the thing. I listen to the show quite regularly because I like what they talk about. I like the mm-hmm. interviews. I like the whole progressive. She has a dikey voice. It's not like it was shocking, thing. right? I don't like her. Okay. And I listen. I'm a listener. Yeah. And I keep, I'm like, I don't like you. I don't think you're a good interviewer. I think a lot of people say that when they listen to our funny. podcast. I know. <laughs> and there was something bugging me about her, like something inauthentic or whatever. And now maybe yeah. this is like a piece of the puzzle. I hope, but I still don't like. No, like she's, she's probably a dick, but I well, just not that I good. Hope, or I hope that this releases. <clears throat> this is the vulture on her shoulder. Yes, that she can, can fly she, free. You know, or the vampires that they talk about yes. in title of show, which I enjoy. Yeah, that but, was, it was great. But now I have a rule about celebrities coming out. First year, no red carpets. You can't just leap right to the Glad Awards. You got to go do Inland Emperor Empire Pride. You got to do Gay Bingo at Hamburger Mary's. The first year after you come out. Yes, if you're a famous person. Okay. You can't go present Jennifer Aniston Award at the Glad Awards. Play Aiken. Well, that's not how it works. No, but I think it should. I think you should have to do some time in the trenches. Yeah. What else would you have people doing? Uh, I think Gay Bingo, Hamburger Mary. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, I you mean, should just... have to. You should have to judge Drag Idol in like Upland. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. You shouldn't get to go. Yeah, you should have to do P Town for a week. Yeah, you should have to go. And pass you should have out to walk postcards. the beach. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're kind of like. Um, uh, you don't know how hard this has been. When's my advocate cover? Yeah, like it's re- they really go. They can't wait to be part of the uh, gay liberty world, and I think there should be a boot camp for this. That's all I'm saying uh, led me to something that I wasn't planning on talking about, but now I just feel like I should share it. Oh, good. I got an email from a casting person who wants to know if I would be interested in being on a reality show. Oh, intriguing. Where they shoot you full of Botox and fillers and basically it's a face where it's a, it's gay celebrities that they can get. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Which is why they've gone so far as to fucking call me. Right. Um. W- but basically, would you be interested in having procedures done like on camera on some kind of, you know, gay makeover cosmeceutical reality show? Who's doing it? I do not know. And what did you say? Well, I said, you know, here's my information. And when you can talk to me in more specifics, let me know. But the thing is, like, I'm really, like, I have no problem with, like, the Botox. Right. Because I have such spiky eyebrows that I I like. Excuse me. I'd rather have my forehead not move than spike like Dr. Spock. Right. My eyebrows really annoy me a lot when I see myself on camera. So I would like to have them just completely deadened. Like, just give me the full fucking Kidman yeah. from the eyebrows up. You'd like to have Jerry Lewis standing outside of your eyebrows. Yes. Walking Entertain them. them <laughs> entertaining them right, right. into the chamber. <laughs> Yes, that's exactly what I would like, and that would get released. Apparently, that would be part of this. Yeah, it'd be on Bravo. I guess it would be part of this uh, reality show. I think we really crossed a line. But I, I don't know really... about like you know, are they gonna make? Are they gonna give me big lips and stuff? Like, am I gonna yeah. look like one of those? You know, but I don't know. I don't want to look like the Abercrombie and Fitch guy who's like sixty. And still, you know what I'm talking about? He's got like the crazy. There's a dude that goes dancing at Oil Can Harry's. No, no, no. He's the guy that started Abercrombie Fitch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he like is always sleeveless and he's like 60 years old. And all of the skin on his face used to be the inside of his mouth. And it's really, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I need to read that book. Yeah, I have the hardcover okay, and it's signed. You can oh, borrow. Good, I need to read it this yeah. week on my vacation. Yeah, on your vacation. Um, so I think that's. I think we covered a lot of All right. stuff. I want some emails from the podcast couch podcast nation. So we love you for listening. We love you, and I especially love all the support that I got during. I'm calling it my freelance freefall era, that's, and I like that you have a little name for it. Yeah, because that's kind of self-deprecating, but it's kind of accurate. And uh, look, Joan Rivers could drop dead. Yeah, and this whole show could go away, and I so could be I, right back could, in there. That's not. Yeah. I'm free falling and free balling. Oh God, that's true. Yeah, no um, one's gonna bring oh, me. Shit. Thank down. you very much for listening. No, do the big end note, and I'll just I'll talk us out. Whoa. Don't forget our sponsor, Doctor Kiss. This has been the Comedy Couch with Dennis and Tony, and we love you for listening. Bye. Bye.